You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. 1 Corinthians 13, though, if you'll turn your Bibles there, please, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity. Charity is what? Love. Though I have not charity or love, I have become sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned and have not, you fill in the blank, charity, it profited me nothing. I wonder if you could read verse 4, 5, 6, and 7 with me. Let's stay together, 4, 5, 6, and 7. Ready, begin. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Verse number eight, first three words says, charity never faileth. In America, there's really just an absence of one ingredient right now. It's the word love. Not Hollywood love, not worldly love, not pleasure love, but God's love. We're we're seeing that uh, the absence of love is the wheels are coming off everything. There is a satanic attack in America, like I, in my lifetime, I've never witnessed. I've never seen it. It's just an amazing thing. Who, who'd ever think that this nation that was founded under God, founded under family, under marriage, male and female, children, home, got a little weak on that one, founded on family, male and female, woman and man, children, two men cannot have a baby. Two ladies cannot have a baby. Founded on the church. This nation was founded on the church. Founded on Bible colleges. You ever hear of Ivy League? We know what Ivy League is. It's the 10 schools in most of the Eastern School Seaboard. They were all Bible colleges. We landed here in 1620. In 1638, 18 years later, it said this, having now provided our provision and our occupation and our houses and our church, churches, we now need a place to train men and women for the gospel ministry. So in 1638, they started and began a Bible college called Harvard. Now, you don't want to believe me on it. Just go to your, your, your computer and look it up yourself. If 58% of all graduates in the 17th centuries became preachers of the gospel, it was a preacher's school. 
1701, when they saw Harvard was compromising, Yale, another Bible college, said, let's begin a Bible college to train our, both were congregational churches, and said, let's start a Bible college to train preachers. I've been on that campus, and it's an amazing campus, but it was formed to train preachers to propagate the gospel. And they said to reach the heathens and to reach the Indian people in America. Read their own tenets, it's there. And then when that school began to, to tarnish and to corrupt, the Presbyterians came in 1738 and began, began Princeton. It was a Bible college. And then came the Baptists and they began Brown University and William and Mary and on and on it goes. Dartmouth, they were Ivy League, they were Bible colleges because America believed in the Bible. But in 62 and 63, 1962, 63, we outlawed prayer, we outlawed the Bible. How are we doing, America? We didn't have police on our campuses in the 60s when I went to high school, public high school right here, but now we have police that live there. And now we have fences, and now we have gates, and now we have all these things where you have to be careful if you're gonna be shot there or not. Have to be careful you're gonna get fentanyl. Have to be careful what kind of drugs you're gonna get. Have to be careful if your children are gonna be taught to transgender. We're in trouble. I've not seen the Grammys. <laughs> I didn't know what the Grammys were until just in the last year or two. But they happened last Saturday night, Sunday night while we were in church. While churches in America were closed. While churches in America were closed, because they don't open them up anymore on Sunday night. We don't want to inconvenience people. We're, until I die, we're opening up this church every Sunday night. If, if it's just my wife and I, and then she says, I think I'll stay at home. Well, then I'm preaching to my, right here to myself. We're having church at North Valley Baptist. We didn't build these buildings to have them one and done and we're out of here. Want them filled at my house, maybe filled in daily in the temple, the Bible says, Let, let's not get out of church, let's get into church. But because we're so careless with the church, we have things like the Grammys. What was it last week? The Grammys was a demonstration, they said, of worshiping Satan. And our vice president's wife, our president's wife was there handing out awards. The song that they sang was called Unholy. It was all in red and fire looking and horns, they gave horns out. People could wear and they worship. CBS said, let, we're ready. CBS said these words, we are ready to worship. What a foolish, ignorant country that are willing to worship the devil. What, if, what about Satan? Okay, read about him. He's called dragon. He's called the deceiver. He's called murderer. He's called evil. Why would we, he's called wicked. Why would we want that? Because we don't want God. Fools. Fools. And unless there's a spiritual awakening and revival, your kids are going to be worshiping Satan very shortly. Better get with it, folks. Better start fasting, better start praying, better start reading our Bibles, better start witnessing, better start reaching the lost for Christ because this thing, the wheels are coming off. I've been preaching this church 47 years. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't like this 47 years ago. It wasn't like this five years ago. It's going fast now. 
I think they're battling in, 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 in the Senate and House right now because they want to pass it. That, uh, and on the, online, they're just tearing it all up. I can't believe people, these, these politicians expect you to be a citizen if you're going to vote. You've got to be kidding me. And every Democrat that vote, no, you don't have to be a citizen. Shame on you. Go to China and try that. Go to Russia and China. You can't vote those places. And when we think how last Sunday night we had religious Christian groups, I could name some names. They were there at the Grammys getting their awards. How they never walked out. How they never walked out of that garbage. You come in here and start singing about Satan. You're either going or I'm going, but we're not staying. And guess what? I'm staying, so you're going. Don't bring that garbage in here. You say, well, boy, you're, you're a little bit frustrated. I am. I'm frustrated with these kids being killed by the millions with drugs. I'm frustrated that you cannot walk down the streets of Chicago and Detroit and Washington, D.C. and all these other places without wondering I'm going to get shot. I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted. I, I know, I, you say, well, it was a woman a young woman in her late 20s, she's a congressman, and, and, and her husband, which is a woman, and their four kids. But I don't, I'm not for the fact she got beat up in a, in a hotel, in an a, 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 a elevator where she lives this way. That's not right. No, I'm not for her lifestyle. There's an absence in this country, and I'll tell you what it is, is an absence of love because God is love. And until we understand there is no love outside of God, Satan has no love for you. He's the enemy, the Bible calls him. He's out to sift you and destroy you and to cause you to have a terrible life. No, I don't want to give myself to Satan at all. I see, I, I see the violence on the streets. I see the drugs on the streets. I, I see the transforming our kids before our very eyes. I, I hear of the national hate, hatred. I won't pledge the flag. I hate America. Well, what country do you like then? And if you hate it that much, you professional, uh, professional sports, don't take a paycheck from America. Give all your money to China or someplace else. This is our country. This is our land. The race against race, the haves against the have-nots. Government thinks she can legislate kindness. Government cannot legislate kindness. Government cannot uh, 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 legislate love because love is not from the head, it's from the heart. Well, what's the great commandment? They asked Jesus. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart with all thy soul, with all thy mind, because we kick God out, we don't have a love for God. And the second is like unto the first, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There'll be no love in your neighborhood. Love is a commitment to meet needs. Love is identified here with kindness and, and, and attributes that are so vitally important for the child of God. The heart is changed by this book. And now we got these young boys and people that are trying to tell us we don't even have a Bible anymore. You don't use this old King James Bible. What do you want us to use? 
How come it's worked for the last over 400 years and now, now, now with your brains, you th don't think this book works? How come we've not had a revival since we start writing these other versions? There's not been a nationwide, the first awakening, read about the first awakening. Many of these Bible scholars came out of the first awakening because of Jonathan Edwards preaching sinners in the hands of an angry God and these Bible colleges uh, that, that I just mentioned earlier, Ivy League schools, were birthed out of the first awakening and then the second awakening. We need a third awakening. Amen. I don't believe it's too late for America because I believe God is stronger than Satan himself. I want to speak on this subject of the, the key word love, the missing ingredient in homes, the missing ingredient in marriage, the missing ingredients in our churches, in our lives, in our schools. Love, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Here's the, what we call the love chapter. And I begin in verse four, charity or love. And he tells us, Paul's telling this church, Charity suffereth long. Let me give you several letter P's real quickly. It suffers long. That's the word patience or endurance. Are you patient with your wife, sir? Are you patient with your children, sir? Are you patient with your husband? Are you always needling him? Are you patient with your children, mother? The Bible says if I have love, I'm going to have patience. Secondly, it's kind. That means I'm going to be polite. I'm not going to say words like uh, idiot and stupid and jerks and things like that. I'm not, I'm not going to be uh, disrespectful. I'm going to be polite to people. You ask, I, 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 was, I was recently again passing an invitation to a sodomite, and I, I knew they were, had a different lifestyle. And that person said, well, I, I won't be welcome at that church. No church wants what I am. And then she went on to tell me what she was. And I said, oh, you need to come. I'd love to have you. Well, they won't accept me. I said, our church is open. So you all come. Are you a guest? And I said, well, I am because the Bible is. But I'll tell you what, you'll be received here. She said, I've never had anybody of a church talk to me like this before. I'm not going to embrace sin. But I'm going to embrace the sinner. Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Uh, Jesus was, I came not to call the righteous to the repentance, but sinners. We can't have some folks around here that may not, quote, look the part. Something's wrong with this church. Uh, love is kind. It's plight. It's patient. It, it's without prejudice. Look what he says. It envieth not. When a person is envious, I'm more important than you. This business of elevating yourself because uh, you're the, the wise and the unwise, as we saw last Sunday morning where Paul said, I'm, I'm debtor both to the wise and the unwise, to the Jew, to the Greek, to the barbarian. Uh, when, when you begin to put skin or ethnicity or nationality or any or male or female, you put any qualification on a person that I like them because what they are, I don't like them because of what, you, you are not being Christ-like. Charity suffereth long, it's patient. Love is kind, it's plight. It's without prejudice. It is without 
promotion, self-promotion. Look what he said. And charity vaunteth not itself. When we vaunt ourselves, we, we make it that we promote ourselves. Life is not promoting ourselves, how important we are uh, and all you little people. He that is chief among you, let him be servant of all. I serve with the most amazing deacons and the most amazing men and women on our staff, but I think by and large you'd have to say they are people that want to serve this church. I don't want to be surrounded around people, whether they're deacons, deacons' wives, or staff, that it's all about them and their convenience. No, and I thank God I'm not. I want to be around people that do not promote self. I'm not into the selfie mode. I'm talking about let's be the serving mode. I'm finding this text that we suffer long. There's patience, there's politeness, there's without prejudice, it's without self-promoting, and it's without pride is not puffed up, is not puffed up. Oh, you people are so fortunate to have me. I'm your pastor. You, you fortunate, lucky people. You've got to be kidding me. 47 years ago, you, you took on a, a, a kid that three other churches didn't want me because I was too young and too inexperienced as a preacher. And this church is about six months old. You, I'll never forget Brother Brown, and God bless him, he's with the Lord. And I told him that time how old I was. And I told him I only preached three times, and once was on the radio, nobody saw me. I've been in the ministry for about three years, but I'm not, I'm not experienced as a pastor, but I believe God wants me to preach. But I've had three places. <clears throat> one church had about nine people. One church had about 13. And I forget what the other one, less than that. They couldn't pay us. We'd have to live in the church building. We could use the nursery to live in. They said down the hall, there's a, there's a, there's a kitchen. You can use that. So I told them, I said, I, I, I've had these other churches that want me to come. Then they find out how old I am. And they said, if you're God's man, we want you. I'll never forget he said that. I didn't bring talent to this church. I didn't bring a lot of ability to this church. I didn't bring a good singing voice to this church. But I tell you what, I brought a, love, a lot of love in my heart for this church. I have nothing to be puffed up about. God's word says God chooses the weak, the base things of this earth. Oh no, not you lucky, wonderful people that get me. No, it's just the opposite. It's, Jack, you're so fortunate to have people like you have. Kind people, good people. Amen. Sacrificing people, serving people. Stop puffed up. Stop the pride. The sixth thing he says, and believe it or not, I'll get to my message, but the sixth thing he says, doth not behave himself unseemly. That, that's the word that deals with, again, being polite, but we'll use the word appropriate. We'll have a prefix there. Appropriate. That's not a, it, it deals with the mouth. It does not behave itself unseemly. It does, not, it does not use his mouth for cruelty. 
Verse number six, doth not behave himself unseemly. He's appropriate. Seeketh not her own, that's pompous. It's all about me. God forbid in your marriage, it's all about you. We heard Molly Robertson on Friday on our live broadcast. She's the, she worked for her dad about 40 years as a secretary. And she's a grandmother herself now. Molly was talking to us and she has a hard time breathing. And you could tell she was just struggling breathing. And she had taken treatments that morning so we could talk on the live radio broadcast. And she calls her dad always. It was with the Lord, Daddy. And, and she said, you know, Daddy, Daddy just loved the Lord. He had an eighth grade at, at graduation. His auditorium was this size. It was just like this here. I took a picture of the front of his auditorium. We were getting ready to build this build, building here. And, and, and people started telling me, don't build it like looking like a church. Build it like a campus so, you know, you can attract more people. And I took a picture of the steeple on his church's brick. I said, I want it to look like a church. And that's how his church looks. It's huge. He had the largest bus ministry in America. He had an eighth grade education. His dad, who was a preacher, died, and he went home from school, and he began to, and he began to uh, work on the farms back then in those tobacco fields, Winston-Salem, North Carolina area, Walkertown. And he worked hard, eighth grade education. But I tell you what, though he didn't have a strong education, he had doctors and lawyers and executives and pilots sat at his feet. He knew God. And as he knew God, he would preach about God. He wasn't pompous of himself. Then I said to Molly, talk to him about your mama, Jackie, Jackie. I said, what class did she teach? He didn't teach Sunday school. What bus did she? She didn't have a bus route. She said, my mom lived for one thing. Not only to please God, but she lived for daddy. She'd straighten up his tie. She made sure she'd press his shirts and double press them. Make sure his shirts were, make sure they're always white. Make sure they're always clean. Make sure they're always beautiful. She laid his clothes. She did everything. He did everything for her. She goes, my mom lived her life to feed dad breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Daddy, daddy was taken care of because mama made him. And they were married 66 years until the day she died prior to him. She lived for him. Stop this pomp that you're so important. Dad, you're, you're in the home. Mom, you're in the home. Children, stop, stop becoming that. It all has to revolve around you. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. In other words, unprovoked. Don't agitate in the marriage. Don't agitate. Amen. Don't agitate at the church. Don't agitate at your job tomorrow. Christian ought to show up and people ought to say, my goodness, what a great, great person on our staff. You bring such happiness to our corporation. He goes on to say, thinketh no evil, purity of thought. Rejoiceth not iniquity. In other words, you don't keep any paperwork. I'm going to keep accounts on what you do wrong. I read of a preacher. He said, I've had a, I, I, I used to pastor this church for years. Now I'm an evangelist. But he said, he's with the Lord. But he said, I had a man that just kept a, a notebook on all the things that people do wrong in the church. Can you imagine that? Keep a notebook of all the things they do wrong. 
the Bible says you don't think evil. And you're not rejoicing in iniquity. But look at this. He rejoiced in the truth. He pleased, was pleased with righteousness. He beareth all things. Bear is an amazing thing. It means to shelter, to protect. It's protective of others. I want to protect my wife as much as I can. I want to protect our children and grandchildren. I know they've all grown up and left mom and dad. I know that. I want, I want to protect them. My wife and I, basically, so most of our grandkids are gone now, away from us. They live away. We can't protect them physically, but we protect them in prayer, I'll guarantee it, every day. Every single day of our life, they're brought before the throne of grace and repeatedly. My one grandson wrote to me this week, and he texted me yesterday. He said, Papa, we're preaching this Christian school this week with a team of guys. They had 32 saved this week. That thrills my heart as a, as a Papa. Out serving God. I thank God for our family. I can't protect them with a lot of things, but I can protect them. The girls just sang it right there, a wall of prayer. And then look where he says, hope with all things. That's optimism. That's being positive. You know what your children deserve? A positive dad. A positive mom. A positive home. A positive church. And then he says, uh, endureth all things. It's powerful. It's strong. You just stay with it. Just stay with it. Because everything in life goes through trials. There's 15 things he gives us. He said, now, let me see, tell you these things. Charity, verse 8, never faileth. What am I going to do? Well, I know I'm supposed to love him. His word tells me I, I, I'm to love the Lord my God. I'm to love, secondly, my neighbor. Ephesians 5 says three times I'm to love my wife. Titus chapter 2 says I'm to love my husband. I'm told in Titus 2 to love your children. We're to love our country as he taught Israel to love their country. We're to love our world for God so loved the world he gave. And we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Tonight we're, 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 we're throwing these words out of harshness toward one another. We're deplorables. And, and, and then they say that's a hate crime. You know, any crime is a hate. Any crime is hate. We've been motivated. Any, any abuse is hate. To a husband, to a wife, to children, any abuse is hate. We have taken that, that chamber where love is supposed to be and emptied it out and brought all types of prejudice, heartache, and hatred in our heart I'm mad at the whole world. And consequently, it's demonstrated in murder and harshness and unkindness. Read Hosea 4. What's the answer? Verse 13. Would you read it with me? 1 Corinthians 13. 13. Here's the answer for America. Here's the answer for every church. Ready? Begin. Now abate it by the faith, hope, and charity. I just challenge you today, I, I, I want our church to be a church of love. Amen. I'm not talking about kumbaya and we accept sin. We have to take a stand against sin and wickedness. Amen. I love everybody. It was early this morning, I think it was 39 degrees, I was walking to church. It was cold, now it's supposed to be 60 or 65 today. But I was walking to church and here comes one fella 
down the street, and I, I know what happens. I mean, you can pass on the same sidewalk with nobody, no cars, and, and people won't talk. I, I don't ever want to pass someone without saying. And so from here to that piano, I said, I said, hey, good morning. How you doing? Ran right past. Didn't say a word. I think you got to be kidding me. I crossed the street, and here comes a, another fellow walking at about the same distance. I said, good morning. How are you? He was so polite. I'm doing fine. And how are you? I said, I'm doing great. Thank you. We passed one another. Why can't we be kind to one another? Yep. How difficult it is to say hello. In 1971, I did something. I'm trying to think about if this is true. I don't know. I could write to my mother and dad while I was in college and tell them I loved them. I, I could say, I love you, son. But I, don't, I never, I didn't grow up that way. I just, I could tell everybody now. I, I just, <laughs> I, 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 we never hang up on the phone without saying, to my wife, I love you, honey. She goes, well, I like you too. <laughs> she said to me one time, it's hard to believe, she said one time, I, I love you, but I don't always like you. <laughs> what is that supposed to? Ladies, how can you get away with that? That's right. That's right. Thank you, brother. Now, thanks for waking up. And that's okay. <laughs> I met this girl. I want to say late 1970s, and I mean, I had so many girls after me. They just, you know, I was the available bachelor. They all, they all wanted me. It just, my mother wanted me, my aunt wanted me, my sisters wanted me. They wanted to be around me, but no girlfriends. And, and I, I just, I thought, you know, I don't know. Ah, I won't want to spend the rest of my life with that girl. And our college made us take dates to Vespers and to, different events and banquets and I thought man I took I took a girl to a banquet in my freshman year back in the late 60s and I took her to a banquet that girl was a farm girl she was I mean I said hi how are you <laughs> would you like to go with me to the banquet and man she she could carry, carry two big old milk jugs 25 gallons like that you know just I went to a banquet, sweet as can be, but I thought, ay, 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 I sure wouldn't want to be married to this. And I went to work in this church, and there was this girl who was the pianist there, the preacher's daughter. Her mom had just passed away, and uh, I didn't like her, and she didn't like me, and that went on. I was the music man. She had to play for my junior choir, the high school choir, the church choir, the music, the specials. I didn't like her. She didn't like me. But one day, the light went on about a year later. And I'm talking about, we still have that letter where she really asked me to go out with her. She was after me. She was just after me, big time after me. And uh, we went to the bank. I was making $25 a week at the church. And on Wednesday night, I went to First National Bank and deposited. And she said, you know the whole story. She said, okay, what am I in trouble for? She said, I'm ashamed to tell you, I was driving an FORD, but I was driving that. It was rather new, a 65 Ford, but I was over here in that front bench seat. She was over at the other door. And I said, I, I, what am I, you're not in trouble with anything. I just wanted to be with you. And you know, Colonel Harder, I, I turned the corner, and she slid all the way over. No seatbelts, you know. And she pinned me in. I mean, I, she, she was after me after that, just after me. 
it came to the point, I, I knew I was in love, but I was, I was going to, for the first time, tell somebody I love them. I don't know if I ever told my, I, after I got older, I told my dad, my mother constantly, my sisters, everybody. But I can remember walking her up the church parsonage, the church home where the pastor was living, her dad. I walked up the steps. I knew this was the night. And she could tell I was nervous. I mean, for the first time, Dr. Nicola, I want to tell somebody I love them. And I was, I, brother Bill, I was getting, well, like, you know, I mean, I, I, I was getting nauseous in my stomach. If you can't get nauseous in your stomach, you're not in love. I'll tell you that right now. And my stomach was just churning. And she says, well, you want to say something? I said, I, well, I do. And I'll never forget it. I mean, you, I, I said, Cindy, I want to tell you something. And I, it was bubbling. I could feel it. I thought, man, I'm going to get sick right here. I said, I want you to know I love you. And I said that. Did you kiss her? Oh, no. I turned around, ran down those steps, ran down the street, ran to the Tucker's home. And I went inside their house and threw up. Now, if your husband did not throw up when he told you he loved you, he, he probably doesn't even like you. <laughs> that was 1971. God's been so good to me. I love that girl. God brought us here, 1976. I love this place. I love our America. I love our country. We're going to have to leave here and say, I'm going to go out and be a warrior to love people. I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to just love my neighbor. I'm going to love the people in my area. I'm going to say hello to people. I'm going to buy a cup of coffee. If there, there's a neighbor in front of me or behind me, I'm just going to buy a cup of coffee. If I'm, going to, there might, I'm going to buy a cup of coffee for a policeman, policewoman. Just, just what happened if we would release everyone in this auditorium to this area to love people. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.